The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hardly Kayfabe, your home for pro wrestling talk right here on the network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, Christopher Chavez. Chris, how you doing, my friend? That's me, that's me, that's oh so me. <laughs> I'm well, dude. How are you doing? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm getting ready to go on my little podcast staycation so this is gonna be the last recording i do uh for the week i'm gonna take the week off recharge the batteries so i'm feeling really good i'm feeling really good how about you how about you not doing bad at all man i'm actually starting to kick it into overdrive now i want to record more anymore like there's a there's a time when you start to feel like what you said you need that recharge so you step away for a bit and yeah and your 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 output isn't where you want it to be normally right but you know you have to recharge um and i've been there but now I feel like I, we've been messing with these live video streams now. Um, you know, we've got new people jumping onto the network. It just feels like invigorating, and I just want to do more stuff. Like I already in my mind have like two or three new series and episodes and and podcasts just percolating. No, it's it, that's that's the way it's got to be done, man. It's it's always a good thing to keep but growing. That's, that's why we have a network, right? So like when, yeah. when some some people need their recharge, the other ones are stepping up and putting in the time. Exactly. That's been the nicest thing because, I mean, for the listeners, I know you know, Chris, but, uh, you know, I'm the host of a, a football podcast called The Two Point Conversation. It runs five days a week. And I have a team of, it's six, but it's kind of like eight people, eight other people right now. Kind of there's a couple little hiding, hiding underneath the rocks right now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, okay, guys, you know, just a week to recharge my batteries. I've been going hard. Can you guys handle it? And they've been taking care of it. And that's legit the best thing, you know, best you know, reason to have a network behind us. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that, man. I can't do this stuff on your own. You just can't. It's, it's, it's too much work, too much pressure, uh, to be able to split the responsibilities. It's, it's one of the nicest things. Yeah. Uh, and, and one person who's reaping that benefit today is Johnny. Who's not on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we almost guys... forgot to say Johnny's not even here. <laughs> I know. We you know what? We just... We're just Roman Reignsing him, man. We are. We are. Just no just, mention of Johnny. Just cut him out. Just cut him out. Go back a couple seconds. Cut him out. He never happened. You know and he's gonna, gonna he's gonna post a, a Twitter video of himself cutting a promo about why it's wrong. <laughs> he's all all Roman Reigns style. <laughs> I hope so. And I know I was texting you last week. I don't I don't know if I told Johnny this, but seeing it with with all the live stuff we're doing, the fact and plus we've never seen Johnny in person. You and I. It's so weird seeing him move. He's like a unicorn. Like he's like, oh my god, he's real. I thought he was just this AI system that just talked to us, just talked back through Skype the That's entire funny, time. Dude. And now he's like, mo- he's moving now. He's alive. Yeah, I, f- 
I think I've maybe seen him on video maybe twice at the most. Yeah. And so yeah, when I when I did the uh the history creep stream with him the other day, it was special. It was a good time, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh and we started doing it as well. Uh listeners, yes. if you follow us on Harley K Fate Podcast uh Facebook page, you may have seen us gone live yesterday. It said we were playing a video game. Yeah, we weren't. We were just talking wrestling, but uh it was a good time, man. I enjoyed doing that and I can't wait to make that a weekly thing if if that's the case. The the uh the hist- this week in wrestling history. Yeah, no, it was a good time. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a reoccurring thing. We'll be back doing it, you know, this upcoming Saturday. A lot of a lot of interesting history stuff coming up. I'll promise you that. Uh, but yeah, take advantage of it. We have all these Facebook pages, uh, you know, set around for our network, various network shows. Come and find us. Uh, at least find the network homepage, and you can you're, you can probably find everything else. Uh, what everyone else is doing. Excuse me. So, uh, but yeah, things are things are going great here at the network. We're staying busy. Staying alive, most importantly. Uh, but let's get into some wrestling wrestling yeah. talk. Uh, sort of some crazy news. Some crazy news. <laughs> wasn't the biggest week of, of dirt sheet stuff or, or big time news. But uh, this past week started off with a pretty blockbuster announcement. The oh, yeah. Long, it was like it was great. Good. For, yeah. Good for I mean, good for them, first and foremost. But uh, for those who don't know. Becky Lynch, the longest reigning women's champion uh, in, I think, the modern era for WWE, at least Raw women's champion. At, you know, every, they, they always do some kind of weird thing where, oh, but it wasn't the Smack, you know, it wasn't the SmackDown, yeah. longest reigning SmackDown's women's champion, longest reigning women's championship, but the belt has only been around for six months or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just some kind of weird stat like that. But uh, she, has, she has forfeited the title because mm-hmm. it has been uh, announced that, her and Seth Rollins are having a child. That's is, right. You heard right, people. The man is pregnant. 2020. The man is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's normal for 2020, but uh, no, wow, that's, dude, that's like it's, it's big news, right? Like it's big it's news. Huge. She was at the very top of her game, literally at yeah. the very top of her game. And now she's just like, all right, guys, I want to be a mom. It's happening. It's a good way to go out. I mean, you, yeah. can, you can legit say, like, she'll be back, but it's like, huh, nobody beat me for the title, bitches. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 true. She, she gave it up. She wasn't beaten for it. Um, yeah, dude, that's it is. It's huge news. It's huge news in that they were considered like a wrestling power couple. And now they're ha- it's yeah. like when Kim Kardashian and, and, and Kanye West had their kid for the first time, their first kid. Yeah. Uh, that's what this feels like. Right. And And just think about the wrestling genes in that child, dude. Oh my God, that's you know what I'm saying. That's that's the start of a, a nice little family dynasty. Uh, Bro, I, I'm here like, for it. this I'm kid. Here for it. If this kid follows in their footsteps, the training that they're gonna get, the insight, the knowledge, just the I mean, dude, come on. And then the and again the natural talent. If that if that if that makes its way down, amazing. No, it's it's pretty remarkable. You don't see this very often. Um, I think the, one of the, mo- the the most unfortunate things about pro wrestling is a lot of, uh, and maybe it's it depends on their interest or whatnot. But a lot of like women are almost afraid to start mm-hmm. families, and yeah. this and that because of position. Like the same reason why guys are afraid to take time off if they're hurt or take mm-hmm. time off for any personal things, they feel like they lose their spot. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's really really amazing uh, to see that Becky Lynch is going to go through with it and. Uh, well, I've, 
she doesn't have much of a well she could doesn't have a choice it's kind of a thing nowadays but um yeah. you know that, that she's going to be able to do that and she'll probably come back and be more over than ever uh yeah. you know a lot of these a lot of women wrestlers they just kind of they, they just kind of disappear they just kind of disappear they have their kid they disappear they never get a call back so it's good to see uh becky lynch is going to be just fine she's just as over as ever well yeah, she's just as over as ever. She's going to come back. She's going to find herself in a in a nice spot. Whenever she decides to come back, there's absolutely no rush for that. But uh, it's it's good to see. I'm always happy to see that sort of thing in the world. You know, in, in, in a world of, well, uh, any type of, like, major sport, anything like that. We see, we see, hold on, there's someone honking outside. I thought it was my car alarm going off. You know, you see celebrities and stuff all the time. They get married. Yeah, they divorce, and that's and that's it. Yeah, that's kind of it for them. So, um, no, I'm happy to see that they're you know they're together. I'm sure they're going to be okay, um, long term. And and now it's 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 really a re- remarkable story. It's a it's a nice story in, in another way. You know, it's what's been a pretty gloomy year. So you don't uh, you don't share Jim Cornette's views on on the whole thing. Oh <laughs> Did you God. see what he said, dude? <laughs> He said it was uh, the biggest seen, mistake of his yeah. her life that she's on top of the world right now making a million bucks or whatever. And he said and then he said something about like and then you're going to go to Seth and say, hey, by the way, next year I'm not making any money for you. By the way, I'm going to add more problems. And, and then he started just getting really kind of like, yeah, male chauvinistic, like, right. Oh, now I'm going to have mood slings. I'm going to do this and that. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with this guy? Like, is it does? I mean, come on. Like, it feels like he's he's. He's working us sometimes. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's times it where feels like it. you he's, know he's he's kind of speaking from the heart, but there's times where it feels like he's saying stuff just to because he knows what it's gonna what kind of reaction. He's he's literally being the 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 heel manager. It's it's probably true. Uh, you know, I I mean, I don't hate Jim Cornette as much as a lot of people do. He does say right. some pretty outlandish stuff. Um, I appreciate some of his takes on pro wrestling, uh, but. No, it's it's that's none of his business. That's yeah. like that's none of your business. How how are you gonna tell somebody when when they can or can't start a family? Yeah, you know, yeah, like exactly. like I said, Becky Lynch's position is secured. They're and gonna, Seth's, they love her. Seth's doing fine too, dude. Like he's yeah. he's pulling in some money. He's got status. You know, he's doing really well for himself. So I'm sure, like, and you, what are you gonna tell me that she just gets nothing? No residuals, no royalties, nothing at all. Give me a break. She's still bringing in money regardless. T-shirts, appearance fees, appearance yeah. fees, even even yeah. when she has a kid. After she has the kid, if she's not wrestling for a while, appearance fees alone she can easily pull at. Um, you're right though; she's going to come back, dude, and, and she'll be fine, man. She, it's almost going to be like she didn't lose a step. And when she comes back, dude, the place is going to explode. Yeah, it's literally going to explode. And I wonder if you think. Uh, I mean, even though they have we have social distancing and all that happening right now. Uh, WWE has to have like cameras following these these two around all time right now just to document stuff. Uh, you, have, did you see the? Oh no, we discussed this. You said you didn't see it yet. Wait till you see the first episode of the Last Ride, the Undertaker documentary. These producers, man, the way they put this documentary together is phenomenal. And when you think about that, though, then that means like so we didn't realize that there was these people following him around for the past couple of years. So easily that the E's got to have cameras following certain people around with the intention that later they're going to be putting out these kinds of documentaries. So in the future, we might see an episode where this was the one where she found out she was pregnant and this is how they found out, you know? Right. No, it's, it's interesting, man. Definitely um, no, interesting. 
I'm loving it. I'm here for it. I'm I'm totally here for it. Uh, so yeah. yeah, congratulations to them, Seth and yeah, Becky. Yes, it's, it's like you said. It's actually some good news since uh, a lot of uh, wrestling news lately has been kind of gloomy. That's actually some cool good news. It is almost certainly. And speaking of gloomy, uh, Drew Gulak. Bye bye. <laughs> but here's the but, thing. Now I'm starting to think when we hear these releases, not so gloomy. You know what I mean? Not so gloomy because Gulak's great, great talent. Uh, and for a while, he was really underutilized by the E, really underutilized. So the fact that they're giving him a chance to get out now, uh, and as we slowly start to do this, you know, crawl to opening up again, when wrestling comes around again, I don't think he's going to have any problems finding a promotion to sign him. No, no, he'll be he'll be fine. He's one because like a, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. There's there's kind of like AEW is kind of running out of room, but I think a guy like Gulak fish like fits in very well with. You know, with the AEW culture, right? Uh, so he'll probably be fine. It's just, it's just weird though because he was, uh, he was, he had a great storyline in play. He was with Daniel Bryan, you know, this doing this this thing with Daniel yeah. Bryan, and I'm just, I, and I was like, okay, this is they're giving him a little something. You just release him. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it could be good long term. I, I just, unless he, you know, unless he was one of the people who just asked for his release. Uh, that's what i was gonna say i wonder if he asked because uh i don't know the story behind it i just heard i saw the headline i didn't read into it yet yeah so uh so that was something we woke up to this morning uh, a little yeah. little sh- surpriser but other than that it really hasn't been a very newsworthy week no. i think it's i think it's been pretty low-key yeah i think again uh d- just the slow opening of everything coming back to live tv again becky lynch uh you know Announcing pregnancy and and uh, the, the the Taker documentary was was uh, oh, you know taking up a lot of the headlines earlier in the week. Other than that, it's it's been a quiet quiet pro wrestling week. <laughs> yeah, no, it most certainly it, it's it. I'm, and I'm okay with it. I'm kind of okay with it. Nothing crazy coming out of Vince McMahon's mouth, which is which is always a nice thing. Um, so I'm selling let's... to Virgil. <laughs> oh god, that's gonna be the next one. Oh god, I hope so. God, I hope so. Uh, so today, today yeah, our main theme. This. Let's get into it, man. I'm really, really excited today. Uh, Chris and I wanted to do something. We wanted to look, take a look at back and and do it almost like a uh, uh, a biography, I guess. A bi, whatever. Do you remember English. that old show? <laughs> that old show biography. Did you ever see that on TV? It would be like I do obviously the life bit. of a of a celebrity or something. I do remember it a little bit, yeah. Like back, I think it was like late '90s, early 2000s. I, I, yeah, I remember like that. Yeah, A and E, A and E had yep, A&E yes. biography. This is <laughs> this is HK biography. HK, yes, HK biographies. Uh, today we wanted to focus on because during our well, I guess one of the reasons it it it, it came off like we're doing this because something we talked about on our live stream the other day. Uh, about tag team wrestling, the ban on tag team wrestling in New York State being lifted in like 1953 or whatever. But we wanted to focus on a tag team because we realized we tag team wrestling is is my favorite aspect of of pro wrestling. My 100% favorite aspect of it. Tag team wrestling is so much fun when between uh, matching up personalities, you know, moves, mm-hmm. gimmicks, uh, attire, mm-hmm. just everything. It's such a and- fun. It, dynamic and it's so mistreated nowadays yeah and the story that you can tell between tag teams or between the members of a tag team uh dude i think uh we discussed this in the past before but kenny omega 
you know, was in a tag team in Japan, um, the Golden Lovers. And that that tag team story spanned a 10-year storyline, a, a literal 10-year storyline. And there's a video on YouTube that that breaks it down and tell and basically shows you how this what plays out with this story. And on that tenth year, you know, when when these two guys get back in the ring again. Uh, it's it's such an emotional thing that there are just numbers of people out in the crowd just crying, absolutely blubbering, crying because of how emotional it is. So when you get like it, it's what you're saying, man, it's super important and it's 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 it doesn't get the respect it deserves because it really does deserve that when you can have two wrestlers who are, uh, you know, are, are amazing at their craft that can work well together and tell a story in the ring uh, to help promote them as a team. And then when they start to tell stories that it, where they interact, do you know what I mean? Kind of sometimes butt heads, maybe yeah. rock and roll, uh, the rock and roll express. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, the rock, I mean, the rockers, geez, I do that all the time. The rockers, <laughs> you know, you, you get something where it's such a shocking kind of turn. You know what I mean? Like there's so much you can do when it comes to tag team wrestling that I, I agree with you, dude. I feel like it's completely, uh, not doesn't get the respect it deserves. No, it does not. And uh, you know, today we wanted our focus point. If you clicked on this episode, you kind of I would imagine you know what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, but today we wanted to talk about the mega powers. Ooh. The mega powers. Uh, Ron. I almost said Rondo. Uh, Randy <laughs> Macho Man. <laughs> Rondo Rousey. Uh, Randy Macho Man Savage. Macho Man Randy yeah. Savage and uh, Hulk Hogan. The pairing up in the well, kind of the last quarter of the '80s, I would last part of the '80s, I would say. Yeah, last few years of the '80s, and talk about these guys were. When they say the Mega Powers, there's a reason that was the name of their tag team. They were probably the two top in the in the industry now for years. By then, they were, and they they, they were pretty kept separated a little bit too, right? I mean, you never really yeah. seen. Hogan and Macho Man interacting. Macho Man was like a was it, and it's it's kind of crazy for this reason. But Macho Man for the entire time of Hulkamania was a upper tier, uh, like mid Carter. He was yeah. he, Intercontinental title, like tons of runs with the Intercontinental title. But he was old. He was and a crazy. heel. He was mostly a huge heel, heel. But everyone loved huge him. heel, huge um, heel. And yeah, they they did. He he had that like almost like that Triple H vibe to him where he was so. Good at being a bad guy that people love and respect his work. Roddy Piper, like another example. Yeah. Just, that's yeah. the kind of tier where Randy Savage was at through a good chunk of his career. And you're, and it's not because, you know, uh, a flashy gimmick or a, a, a one or two promos. I mean, they had that. It was part of the package, right? But it was also the in-ring work. Like, Savage was legit a savage in-ring. He could work like like none of them man he was one of the best working in the ring guys like piper you know you see these guys in the ring and, and the kind of stories they told and that just the, the work they put in fans appreciate that you know what i mean you get you start to see this and you start that's why you could be a heel and we'll boo you but i love you because you come in you put in the work and you i went i went home happy and satisfied no without a doubt and yeah that, that's that that's what made this dynamic so cool and so fun, because yeah. you bring in you bring in you know Randy Savage who had been a heel for almost his entire tenure, if I'm not mistaken, at that point of you know in the WWF you'd pretty much been a heel and and, and so great at it, uh, and he starts to turn you know he he has this face turn I forgot what how the standards of him becoming face were but uh, you put him up and he's you you, you make him champion. 
right? You make mm-hmm. him champion, heavyweight champion. He wins this this prestigious tournament at a WrestleMania, WrestleMania four to be exact. I love tournaments, and I don't. I think the best it's the best way to put uh, the belt on a new champion is, is via a tournament. And mm-hmm. they did such a good job. He put beat Ted DiBiase. And uh, surprise, surprise, Hulk Hogan was out there celebrating him, giving him his blessing. And within, I think, a month or so, they were were kind of a tag team. They were officially a tag team, although I don't believe they ever won the tag team championships. Uh, They were still like this this just larger-than-life team uh, Mm -hmm. that that combated the likes of... uh, I feel like they they fought against Zeus and and like just some odd, the like mega box. Of, Remember the, the mega box? Yeah, I, mega that's box, right. The, the um, the towers. Uh, was it the tower? What were they called? I can't remember now. Oh, was it the man. Twin towers. There's a boss man and Akeem. Yep. Was that them? Uh, there was a yeah. They they just faced off all the the best tag teams, the best heel teams. Uh, it was almost like uh, again, I like referencing football. It's almost like in basketball when one per, one group of people creates a super team and yeah. everybody else tries to create a super team to beat them. And that's what pro, the, the pro wrestling scene felt like back then. All these heels were getting together. They're like, oh, we're going to take down the mega powers. And, of course, they never did. But uh, regardless, it was uh, – I mean, it was it was short-lived, but it was it was fun. Uh, my favorite thing about that, though, about the, the idea of the mega powers, these two top-tier baby faces – how many times in pro wrestling since then has a company, WWE or WCW, tried to throw together the top baby faces in a uh, in a tag team? Mm-hmm. And how short lived does it go? It right. never go it never goes like it never gets as over as the mega powers were. Like we've seen it a lot. We've seen it a lot. Yeah, dude, I think the Mega Powers had it had a lot going for it in the time because it I think about let's think about the creative at that time too. some of the best creative in WWF's history was during this time. Right. This was considered the golden age of the WWF. Um, And then and then the other talents that helped kind of push it this way, too. Right. Because let's go before WrestleMania. Remember, before that was when they were starting to kind of push Savage more more as a face i mean he was still a heel but then he was he was starting to have run-ins with like the honky-tonk man um uh uh what's the come on chris the heart <laughs> foundation you know what yeah. i mean like we started seeing these things happen and so to have those guys help sh- help you know shine that light on that other side of savage where fans could start seeing savage as somebody they could pull for right um so that helped out uh, and then again, like you said, you know, when you have Hulk Hogan coming in to step in to help Savage out when he's getting double, well, we talked about it on our live stream when he was getting double teamed or beat up by the Hart Foundation, and Hogan came out, everyone pops because it's like, wait, what's going on here? Hogan and Savage, how can they be friends? Because they've always hit kind of been enemies, right? I think. Do you remember that st- when that they're clearing the ring and then they bump into each other and turn around about to hit each other and realize it's it, Savage is looking at him like, oh my God, it's Hogan that's helping me, and Hogan's like what's what am i gonna do here it was just it was such an amazing moment dude so like i feel like the mega powers themselves being as good as they were it may not have worked had they had not had they done it the wrong way like you say sometimes they just throw them together and hope something comes of it whereas this there was a lot of build to it there was a lot that started coming all the way up to the wrestlemania moment when hogan helps him win the title and when that happens you're done 
And then you have somebody like Gene Okerlund the entire time, every time they're backstage, right? Just the way he talks and the way he can cut, you know, help these guys cut their promos. And then even then, dude, back then the promos, like we said, they were always so much more different, so much more high intensity and like wild eyed and screaming. And, and, and it's just a combination that for me, I feel like that's why mega powers worked. Otherwise it would have been like we saw with everybody else. You you put them together and okay, cool. It's kind of cool seeing the two top guys together on the same side, but there's no chemistry. There's no story behind this. Whereas right. with mega powers, there's quite a story that builds up. And then that next underlying story that comes out to break them down. No, that's that's a hundred percent true. It, 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 it what you you're right. It was so dragged out. It was so it was very very well done. And the story between Hogan and and Savage, you know, it, it's it 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 may have technically started at four at WrestleMania four, but uh, you know, it it went before that. It started a little bit before that, and it went so much further than that. These two were feuding for forever mm-hmm. forever and then it made the the tag the unification that much better and uh the breakup even even more emotional even for its its shorter tenure but uh, you know what i want to do one time i think i want to do a thing where i'm gonna find a story like this like the mega power storyline and then go back and watch all matches and and pay-per-views that just play the storyline out you know what i mean It'd be kind of cool That's to a good kind of idea. watch a whole storyline unfold just by spe- specifically pinpointing all the matches and pay-per-views in order so that you can actually see the story play out and develop. That, I think that'd be sweet. I don't know if anybody's done that, but I think I want to do that. I think it'd be a fun thing to do. It would be worth it for the for this one because there's oh. so many like, like there's just so many key points and it was it was very masterful masterful storytelling. Yeah, uh, you, you know you you look back and you think that nothing was bigger than Hogan and Andre at WrestleMania three, and then you have this huge feud, you know, this huge breakup over Miss Elizabeth, and uh, this huge feud that turns into this this great climactic match at WrestleMania five where Hogan triumphs over his former friend, uh, who's who's you know who's heel again and. Uh, it was just it, it was incredible. It was who was who was creative at this time? Was it was it Pritchard? I don't I don't know. I, I think mean, cause, like you said, I don't this even is know brilliant. if they had a booking. I don't even know if they had a booking committee, to be honest with you. This might be one of those uh, those not hurts that much anymore. Brilliances of of just Vince mm. off the dome. I don't know if they had a booking committee back then. I don't I really don't know. Um, that's something I'd have to look up. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that because I you know it's just you're right it's masterful storytelling over two years when you watch it all go down it's so so good yeah and, and nowadays like you, you don't get that you don't get that the other ones didn't work because they weren't built up correctly uh, I mean one of the early instances that I remember of you know one of these uh, you know these imitation mega powers i remember stone cold and Shawn michaels won the tag belt for their mm-hmm. wrestlemania encounter uh stone cold and dude love won them and they were kind of feuding at the time like it was it was really weird uh john cena and Shawn michaels john cena and batista they all they both won the tag team titles but it just did not mean anything because and that's that relationship was that relationship was was uh born out of a feud and yeah. they thought it was, I, I I didn't understand the booking of it, but it was over within weeks, right? I, yeah. I mean, it didn't, and they never lasted long. So, uh, just very very less meaningful, uh, right. yeah. And and clearly clearly imitation. It's 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 crazy. You, you just you'll never be able to recapture magic like you did with Hogan and and Savage in that in that former fashion. You just 
two two baby faces, you know, that have been kind of separated, uh, coming together like that, that'll, like, it almost, it never works out good. It never works out good anymore. From a booking standpoint, from a storyline, it's just not. It just does not. Yeah, no kidding. But then here's the thing, right? So now you have them as a team. And at the beginning of their tag team kind of career together, you have to start putting them against guys that, number one, it's going to be believable that they can there, – there might be a chance that these two are beaten, but it's all – it's got to be talent that enhances what they're trying to do as mega powers. So like you said, they went up against – when they went up against the Twin Towers, Big Boss Man and Akeem – I mean, boss man, he was a, such a hard worker in the ring. I, I used to love watching this dude in the ring. He, he really, I always thought he was legit a cop. I always thought he was a cop that wrestled like on his downtime because he really came across as that no nonsense, you know, I'm going to pull you over, pull you out of your car, beat your ass cop. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. Um, Let's see. Who else did they face? They faced, um, we said the Mega Bucks, obviously. Um. I mean, there was a bunch of other different different teams they went up against, but most of all, I think what they were really what people were watching was uh, how quickly like these little seeds of doubt started to show up because they were a team and they did very well, but immediate, almost immediately, I wouldn't say immediately, but almost immediately, you'd get these times when they're cutting a promo and Hogan would say something a certain way and Savage would get this kind of look on his face like like hang on a second right or uh there'd be times when they're in ring or outside the ring with miss elizabeth and uh you know hogan seems to be a little bit over friendly or maybe you know it's something that seems completely innocent and macho man starts looking at him like what the hell are you doing buddy you know what i mean <laughs> oh yeah and, and macho man played that part like perfectly to the very jealous uh and he Macho Man kind of reminds, well, actually, I should say later incarnations remind me of that. You know, um, it's very hard to have two top baby faces, right, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And and we you just kind of know. Like nowadays, when there's two top heels, one of them's turning heel. Or, mm-hmm. excuse me, when there's two top babies, one of them's going to turn heel. And Macho Man did that great. You know, I look back at uh, with CM Punk's little, you know, reign of terror. He wanted to be the guy. But he knew he was never going to be the guy. He's never going to be the guy alongside John Cena or on top of John, you know, over top of John Cena. So he's like, okay, I'm going to be the, I'm going to, I'm going to be that heel. And it, that was good imitation of Macho Man, right? Mm-hmm. That was, you know, he flipped, he flipped the script on that. He did, uh, yeah, Macho Man played that jealous role very, very well, very, yeah. very well. Yeah, it, and then, it, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh, I was going to say with, with yeah, the, the jealousy, those little seeds of jealousy start coming out. And then we have um, 1989's Royal Rumble, right? And Hogan eliminates Randy Savage, which they're a tag team, and that's not what's supposed to happen. And obviously Savage is pissed. Like, what do you think you're doing kind of a thing? Um, so obviously we know that this is not good. Like, this, they're going, there's, there's trouble in paradise. And then comes uh the miss elizabeth uh thing the member uh okay so i'm i'm looking on wikipedia here for this piece because i couldn't remember which where it was on but main event uh the main event too was an nbc t- primetime special where they wrestled the twin towers and during this match uh this is a very there's a lot of very famous pieces to this footage uh, or this this entire like segment this match here Akeem throws Savage out of the ring, who ends up knocking out Miss Elizabeth. You remember Miss Elizabeth taking a bump? And I remember as a kid thinking, like, oh, crap, I think he broke her neck. 
<laughs> I do remember that. And then Hogan comes, you know, takes her out to the back. Obviously, he's the Superman here coming, coming to save her. Uh, meanwhile, Savage is getting his ass whooped, double teamed in the ring now because Hogan's not there. He's not there to get it, you know, be there to help him. Uh, but when Hogan comes back, Savage pissed, ends up turning on Hogan and leaving himself and leaves Hogan to face the two by themselves again. Then my favorite part is what happens in the back. This is this is very famous. If you've not seen the the explosion of the the Mega Powers explosion, uh, look it up. You can find it on YouTube. You can easily find it on the network. But this is where it comes out. Savage is just basically telling them, you know, you're jealous of me. Uh, you want my wife or, you know, he just goes absolutely apeshit nuts on him. And then and I believe they scuff, they start to beat each other up. They start to scuffle in the back. Yeah, it was a backstage segment. It was bad. Like it, the whole time, Miss Elizabeth, and she's been in like the center fold of so many like weird feuds because she was always like that. She was uh, regardless of how who Macho Man was, whether it was face or heel, Miss Elizabeth was always uber baby face. Right. Yeah. She was always the the. The uh, you know the, the the voice of reason, and she's mm-hmm. just stuck in between this, and mm-hmm. oh, it was it, like hearing her scream and trying to plead to stop, and and all it, it was it was emotionally powerful. It was really really good. I mean, even even this stuff right here, it led to the buildup of when Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth reunited all those years yeah. later. Uh, That's what I'm I mean, saying. This, There's this so a small much part. story. It's yeah, so it just, good. It, it it just all just rolled right off of each other. It, it's it's so, you will never see storytelling as good as that in, no. in 2020. Never. I I, uh, I hope we do. I mean, I hope we get good storytelling still to come. But man, it's these days. It feels like everything is rushed. They want to just get straight to the next thing, straight to the next thing, and it's it, they don't really seem to take a lot of time to develop some of this stuff. So a lot of this happened over two years, right? We see them, we see the the buildup for it. We see them get together and and be tag team for a, uh, for a few about half the year uh, because during this year you start to see those cracks show up, and then by the end uh, they're done. They're done with with the the tag team, but they it just sets up the big feud, right? Now you have the Macho Man Hulk Hogan feud where the Mega Powers go head to head at the next WrestleMania. And what I mean, just a great match, just a great match. I, I I'm thankful for this. These, this is feuds like this are why people fell in love with pro wrestling. You know, it, it's they're always kind. Of, I mean, look at us. It's it's over, it's been over 20 years, and we're talking about it right here. It's probably been over almost 30. No, yeah, damn near over 30 years now, and we're still talking yeah. about it because that's how much this moment, this storyline, this this match, this feud, these wrestlers. That's how much they meant to us. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that match was nothing short of excellent. You know, that was a, it was a good Hogan match. We all knew we all knew Macho Man could work, right? We've seen Macho Man yeah. go toe to toe and get technical with the best of them, like uh, like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and and all that. But uh, you know, to to pull out like a, a I'm not gonna say it was a it was a completely non typical Hogan match, but um, he he made he made Hogan work, and it was great. Yeah. It was really great to watch. Very. You know, WrestleMania main event worthy. Uh, oh, easily. Know, that's, that's for sure. Easily. Uh, but then, you know, Savage loses the belt to Hogan, which is just another another dagger in the back, right? Just more salt in the wound. Uh, so what he would end up doing, is again, is another kind of iconic thing in the Savage history, uh, Savage and Elizabeth history. He ends up replacing Elizabeth with Sensational Sherry. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like now when you think of that era, the 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 macho man with sensational sherry, it's even like you start to go, holy cow. 
and then they keep that storyline going a little longer so that like you said Elizabeth can come out and and save her husband or you know her husband at were they married yeah they were already married at that time um, yeah yeah but dude yeah it, it's the mega powers and the, like the build up to it everything that happened the drama during that time uh, and even the ripple effect after the fact was so impactful. It's so so impactful that I I, I wonder if if people really realize how it is. It's when you sit down and start to see it and and play it out in your head and realize what it did and what it did for a lot of these people's careers, what it did for storyline, um, what it did for wrestling even at that time. Because uh, when 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 um when we're talking about that that match where you know uh, Miss Elizabeth comes out. And reunites with Macho Man. That was during his retirement match, and I he lo- didn't That's he lose right. it? Yeah, he lost it. I I believe so. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he of course he came back a few years later, but yeah, um, but yeah, it was yeah amazing, so impactful. Like, and people don't even know. People don't even know. People think like people like to look at today's wrestling and, and think it's good storytelling. And I'm just like, you have no idea. Yeah, you have you have no clue. This this long thought out, just smooth riding storyline uh, that 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 was portrayed, and it it that again that provided another wonderful moment uh, with yeah. with Macho Man and Elizabeth. Right? People love to uh, people love to see that moment. People love to see it. All the tears in the in, in everybody's yeah. eyes when 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 Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth are reunited. It's yeah. It's amazing. It's because amazing. because they had literally lived through two to three years of roller coaster of emotion, watching them married, watching you know Elizabeth be the face, even when her husband's a heel. Uh, you know, trying to there was I remember seeing was it the dark side of the ring where they were talking about um, people would scream at her from the from the crowd. You don't need him. You need to yeah. leave him. Like they really yep. like you know what I mean. Um, it's, 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 and so you're on this roller, you're already invested emotionally. So when you see this, you you can't help it, dude. It just, it's so, so good. You, people are cutting onions everywhere, bro. (laughs) No, it's a hundred percent factual. That's Um, that's exactly what it was. What's unfortunate though, dude, is after this, right? So they go their separate ways. They, they go off and feud off with other people. You know, Macho Man feuds with Ultimate Warrior for a bit. Uh, and then we're starting to head into the nineties where, the big timers are leaving WWF and they're going to WCW. And this is the unfortunate part. Yeah, it was cool that, you know, they were all starting to come to WCW in those early days of Hogan coming to WCW and the bigger names, Macho Man. Um, it was it was exciting. It was it was like, oh, what's going to happen? What are they doing? And then when they reunite, because uh, from 94 to 96, Hogan and Savage uh, end up working together again and, and doing this this kind of tag team uh, thing. It didn't. It didn't have the same feel. It didn't have that the storyline to to push it. It didn't have the emotion. It was just kind of like, hey, remember Hogan and, and Macho Man were a tag team before, and you loved it so much. Let's do it again. Yeah, that was good. That was what WCW was good at, if anything. Monster Maniacs, uh, they were called. Monster Maniacs. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. That's they te- so-, so it says here. Yeah, they they initially. Uh, the Monster Maniacs, Hogan and Savage, teamed on January 25th, 95 at Clash of Champions 30 to battle Kevin Sullivan and The Butcher. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's, I don't know. It didn't, Trying to it didn't recap have that the magic. Same. It no. didn't have the same. WCW, like WCW was notorious for that. They did this. They tried to get a Hogan-Piper feud. They tried to get a Hogan-Ultimate Warrior feud. 
And it, it just, you know, it, you just can't you can't do that. You can't look in the past. Yeah, the nostalgia is kind of cool for a little bit, but, yeah. um, oh, man. And then, of course, then, they broke up again, and then they were part of NWO and, yeah. and, and all that good stuff. And, like, it was just, it was weird. You know, it's one of those, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, like, like a lifetime rivalry that's almost, uns- it's, it's, it's talked about often, but they're just... Always like on again, off again rivals. And I'm trying to think yeah. of somebody who kind of compares to that. Like, and that's in like I think, real life too. Like I think a lot of that was informed by real life uh, that they were friends for a while, and then they really did have a lot of heat between themselves personally. Um, so that you know you don't want to have to work with that guy. So, but when you're getting along, you know, hey, let's let's work this angle. Let's do this. So yeah, yeah let's it's, make money. It's on again, yep. off again. Yeah, both both personally and professionally. And uh, you know, I, I look at them in hindsight. You know, John Cena. Uh, well, I look at them like John Cena and Randy Orton in that way. How like it's always been those two, right? They, those two have kind of always been at the top for as long as they've been at the top, and they've crossed paths every now and then. They have like these nice little feuds here and there, and they kind of go the separate ways, and they they always kind of come back and find each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, and that's been one of the nicer. Excuse me, feuds. I guess in the in most recent memory with oh, with Cena uh, Miz, and Miz and Daniel Bryan. Miz and Daniel Bryan's a perfect example of that. There you go. Uh, you know, there's been there's been so there's been so many over the years. They just you know, they're on again, off again. They don't need to be on the entire time. They don't need to be on the yeah. entire time. But that's what makes a great rivalry, and that's why I appreciate the Hogan, uh, the Hogan and Savage. You know, uh, I mean, to think like those two were second to nobody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It was it was just them. I can't imagine another wrestler in the WWF at the time filling that role. I, I don't see any anybody Mm-mm. any face wrestler being able to to do this angle with Hogan. It, it just doesn't work. No, it just doesn't work with anybody else. No, I'm telling you, it was the was, uh, Elizabeth is also was the other ingredient that really made this work. Because it was also the ingredient that that helped break it up, and you needed that. You needed to have the tension. You needed to have something that was going to be a big issue. Um, and I love that that it was something that people on an emotional level, the everyday Joe, could connect to. Right? Everybody has experienced the emotion of jealousy at one point or another in their life. So you can yeah. connect to this, and so you're more emotionally invested in it rather than just the kind of other nonsense well i'm better than you or hey you hit me on accident how dare you kind of what's what's your angle you know what i mean (laughs) like you start to try to throw those out there to split these guys up it just doesn't feel right or somebody comes in and talks you into you know joining the dark side whereas the other side the other way is is it's an emotional thing that we all understand we've all been there uh and there's people who have been there to the point where you know they lost their their significant other to somebody else that they had been jealous about and realized hey i had a reason to be jealous so it's such an emotional thing that i think yeah you couldn't find another face to replace savage but you also you had to have something else that was going to draw people in emotionally for it to reach the level it reached because i said before like um what reminds me kind of that off again on again and an underlying storyline that keeps coming back to is that Miz and Daniel Bryan now they're both 
great, right? But I wouldn't say that they're they were on the like maybe Daniel Bryan was on the level of Hogan and and Savage at that one point when he was on his you know his title run, uh, when the world basically wanted him to win. But I don't think Miz has ever hit that status just yet. So you know I think their storyline will be amazing uh, in the future when we look back at it. But I don't think it'll ever have that mega powers feel to it. No, no, you can't beat the original. You just can't beat the original, and nobody did it before. Yeah, nobody really did it to that to that extent before, and nobody will, will do it after. I, I'd have to say, and they um, ruin it. They ruin it anymore now when they try to <laughs> when they try to include like a love thing, a love triangle, because they go too far now. Now they go too far. Now they get physical and they do all these things where they flaunt you know something. Whereas back then it was literally, I mean, and, and in real life, Savage was this way also, but it was more about the jealousy aspect. You know what I mean? It wasn't that she was really gallivanting around with Hulk Hogan and do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I feel like every they did it kind of, the way they did it back then was so much better than they do it now when it comes to that kind of love. Like, because what comes to mind right now is Bobby Lashley's storyline with Rusev and all that. Like, just oh how yeah, just disgusting that was to me. You know, whereas you could have had insinuations and Rusev become kind of a jealous guy and and it, and it go wrong. But I don't know. It's just they don't do it right anymore. No, they don't. They they go for shock value, right? They get they go yeah. for hits on hits on Facebook. That's what they really want to do. What? Old school Jerry Springer is what they yeah, say. Exactly. And like, like whether it's positive or negative, they don't care as long as they're getting right. clicks. And unfortunately, that Rusev and, and Lashley and Lana thing was uh, it, it was the mo- no matter how we hated it, everybody hated it, but it was still the most talked about, and that's all they cared yeah. about. So, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, never again. Never, never no. again. Uh, will that? I'm eternally grateful for that feud. Uh, of course, you know Hogan. Oh, Hogan always had to come out on top, even <laughs> even in ha- Macho Man's Hall of Fame induction. Hulk Hogan had to steal the spotlight. Uh, yeah. That's the way. That's the way I look at it. So, uh, <laughs> even in death, Hogan still Hogan Hulkamania still rules. <laughs> oh but, man. But that's, eh, I guess that's that's the way it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because in, in speaking of you know Macho Man, he at the time of recording today's Sunday the seventeenth. He died the twentieth, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he died on the twentieth uh, yeah. of twenty eleven. So uh, almost, yeah, almost nine year. No, a couple days away from nine year anniversary of his death. So yeah, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy. It is crazy, man. Um. But yeah, what a time to be alive during that time. What a time to be a wrestling fan. And especially if you're just one of those wrestling fans that to you, these like Hogan was this iconic character, you know, macho man. You you know, you liked him, but you knew he was a bad guy, and then he started turning good, and now they got together and oh dude, it's just so good. So good. <laughs> the, yeah, I think Mega Powers is definitely one of the you know, one of the ones that should be that story they should have almost like a a, a hall of fame of storylines right and and Meg, the mega power storyline oh. would be in there you know what that's a that's a good idea episode maybe we that's call a, it that. idea maybe for an we episode. create the hardly kayfabe uh hall, hall of fame uh, storyline hall of fame i'm for that i mean that's a good idea nobody does that this is uh, definitely worth it oh, easily we got to revisit this more we got to revisit this more often so this will be number one in the and there the Hall go. of Fame of Storyline. So, boom. Killed it. Sounds good. All right. but <laughs> I'm all tapped out. I'm done. I got nothing else. No, I got no more. I'm gassed. 
Oh, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Hardly Kayfabe. Make sure you check out the website, BICBP-radio.com. We have a whole slew of new uh, podcasts showing up. Uh, all the time so check it out frequently uh find yourself a new show to listen to make sure you support all the other podcasts out there uh make sure you follow us on our facebook page hardly kayfabe podcast you'll catch us doing live streams hopefully weekly we're looking to start putting them out weekly um we've got enamel pins still for sale while you can get them uh once these ones are all sold out i'm not making these again we're gonna this is like gonna be a limited edition everything else after that is going to be slightly different uh on the on the the artwork i already got it all made up so it's gonna this the, this batch we have right now is literally a limited edition. So if you've got it already, you've got one of one of a hundred. <laughs> I was gonna say one of a kind, but it's not really. It's one of a hundred. Uh, but if not, hit us up on the Facebook page. Let us know you want one. We'll send it out. Yeah, uh, please do that. And uh, real quick before we close up, too, don't forget August eighth is the second annual Western New York PodCon Showcase. All right. Now this thing is gonna happen a little differently. We all know the world around us has changed a little bit. Uh, PodCon's going digital this year, so it's all yeah. online, all via social media, and this is why this is part of the reason why we try to plug our social media pages as much as we do. If you have a Facebook page, please look up Harley Cafe Podcast, uh, and you will find our page there. We will be streaming off of that. I can't remember the time off the top of my head, but we will be streaming off of that for PodCon on August 8th, as, as well as a host of other uh, various other podcasts and, and whatnot. So uh, it's a big it's a big day for us, you know, trying to spotlight all the hardworking podcasters that we know out here in Western New York, and uh, we're really excited to spotlight us and everybody else. So please find us, you know, extra extra so for that reason. Heck yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, buddy. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. It's time to take it home. Oh!